today with Cody Parker from Drop the Beat Farm, spelled like B-E-E-T. <laughs> We're so happy it. to have you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome to Nourish Noshes. And I, I can't wait to talk to you about your farm because I, I met you at the We Form conference. You were there for the farmer's market, I think. Yeah. And I was just so fascinated by everything I saw because it was all green and it was beautiful and everything looked so lush and beautiful. I went to that morning. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I got to talk to this guy. So we actually have a bowl of his fresh, right? This fresh green sitting right in front of us, yeah. which we, we could take a We'll take a picture and post it. Yes, there we go. <laughs> so, um, so tell us about. I want to hear the evolution. I want to hear about how it all started. How you started in all this. Mm -hmm. and where did you grow up? And how, tell us, tell us the beginning. Um, I'm a local. Good. Um, I grew up in Roosevelt, New Jersey, Central Jersey. Yep. If you put a dot like right in the center of New Jersey, that would be where Roosevelt is. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of grew up around there in the woodsy area my house is like set back in the woods so I always kind of grew up around nature um and I remember in uh, third grade I guess we'll start from third grade on um, sure usually where memories begin somewhere around that age right yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah in third grade I had an awesome science teacher and um we had like pet tadpoles and um like pet caterpillars and I got really into like fascinated with like organisms and kind of keeping them in containers which kind of sounds like messed up but like fast forward to now um uh, I run the large chunk of ponds facility in New Jersey now and we use fish waste to fertilize um all our crops we have 5,600 plants that are fertilized by 45 three-foot koi fish um and it's a recirculating ecosystem um so all the water that comes from the fish pond goes through the filtration unit underground to the greenhouse next door we have all the plants growing. Uh, the plants are taking out all the nitrates and filtering the water. It gets pumped right back into the koi pond. So it's completely recirculating. Wow. Um, so that kind of started in third grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing started in third well, grade. <laughs> that fascination. Um, yeah. I love ecosystems and containing ecosystems. Um, I always had fish growing up. Um, I remember in fourth grade, my friend Robbie Lancaster gave me a, uh, he gave me a bag of cow manure. And it was to uh, start your own garden kit. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's usually a, that's a curious gift. It was so funny. Like, all my friends, like, I was kind of cool back then. And, like, ripped open things. Just like, you gave me a bag of horse poop. And it, was, it was good, though. I, I got fascinated with it. I always had a garden growing up. Um, so I was always taking care of that garden. So I love growing things and creating, like, organisms. And I always had, like, reptiles and frogs. I ended up going to school for agriculture. So I went to Rutgers University, uh -huh. um, studied agricultural science, and I focused in agroecology, which is sustainable agriculture. In high school, I, I got real into like the organic movement right before like organic became like a trade name. Uh -huh. um, so I worked on a CSA farm, and my boss was a guy named Dave who w lived in Hawaii for a long period of time. He ended up coming here, trying out a CSA. So I worked on the CSA farm with him, and he said, "Forget this, I'm going back to Hawaii." Now he's farming in Hawaii. I worked for a conventional farmer that was local who was in the Addison Pink. It's um, Stillwell Farms. Oh, yeah. I've he, heard of Stillwell. Yeah. 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 Um, Ernie, he's like the generations, generations of farmers there to the point where like the house, the brick house that they have in there, Addison Pink is like a wildlife refuge. Um, he's like the only, he's one of two people that are allowed to live there because generation after generation, oh. they're allowed to live in that house. Um, so it's a really old farmhouse. This land they've been working with for generations and generations. So I got to see the conventional side where they got like tractors and 
there's not, it wasn't organic, but right. I kind of got that perspective. Once I graduated, I ended up uh, getting into environmental contracting, which is, has nothing to do with what I do now. But anyway, <laughs> I learned about a lot about construction, electricity, like running things and pipes and all oh, that. Yeah. And then uh, I was always interested in growing uh, aquatic systems. That's kind of where my passion led me to. And I was always searching on Craigslist for like different equipment to make my own aquatic system in yeah. the basement. I had 40 tilapia in my basement. I wanted to like wow. kind of upgrade my system. 40 tilapia yeah. in your basement? Yeah, in a little tank. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, I actually kept them outside too. And it was that December is like four Decembers ago. Oh, yeah. It was like six degrees the entire December. I put a horse trough heater, like a water heater. It's a thousand watt heater. And I put it in that tank as well. So I had some fish in the basement and some fish in the back, and that water outside was like a hot tub. I would like lift up the styrofoam and it'd be like steaming, yeah, like 90 degree water with tilapia swimming all around. Um, So I was on my way to getting this thing started in my basement, created like a small scale system. So I'm looking for parts and I I go on Craigslist and I found an ad for someone that wants to run an aquaponics system. Yeah, it's a whole system that needs someone to kind of come in and take over. So it's at Calgary Gardens. And I've been there for two years since then, so I've been operating their facility. The whole system has been in the works for about five years, so it's been like a five-year project. And I kind of came over to the system as it exists and uh, started my own business called Drunk the LLC, and my business operates their facility. Okay. Um, So I grow all the crops, I take over investments from there on out, and I kind of take my own direction with it. So fast forward to now, I'm kind of as crazy as I've ever been but now I'm like the leader and the boss so it gets real creative I'm fascinated with teaching so I'm getting into education and the consulting for schools I've started a CSA share where people can pick up produce every week and we operate year-round and we save 90% of water crystal grown crops wait say that again you save what 90% (laughs) of water compared to soil grown crops that is a, that's an incredible number. I think yeah. water is going to be our, our future, yeah. you know, something that we're, we have scarcity of. So you're leading the edge of really reducing yeah. the need for this precious. Yep. Yeah. We contain element. all the water and recirculate it and recycle it. As a result, none of the water is being dispersed into the surrounding ecosystem. Um, all of our water is contained. None of it's being drained out. And, How do you uh, keep it clean and everything? You know, people clean are... Clean the filters. Yeah. 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 Clean the filters. And okay. we actually, uh, this spring, I want to start selling that as fish emulsion, um, which is fantastic uh, fertilizer. Yeah. It's very high in nitrogen, but it doesn't burn the plants. And it's rich in bacteria. Um, so we could sell that as well. Um, so there's multiple revenue streams that are creating from this. You got koi fish, or if you want to do like a meat crop, like a tilapia or something like that. Um, produce and the waste that we're selling every single thing that we put into it comes out as a marketable product that can be reused and recycled beautiful yeah this love is, the this new the generation yeah, this is the wave of the future absolutely so i have a question what is the difference between aquaponics and hydroponics um that's a great question so hydroponics is growing crops without any soil so there's like you kind of I don't know if you know like you you see like a shipping container and everything's like an LED lights and you see all the plants and there's no dirt involved whatsoever. Right. That it gives you the benefits of saving ninety percent of water compared to soil grown crops. You can grow crops in a quarter amount of growth space. Aquaponics is basically the same thing as hydroponics, except we're adding we're taking hydroponics and we're adding in uh, aquaculture. 
So aquaculture is fish farming. So we're connecting the two Got it. and creating aquaponics. Okay. So aquaponics or aqua aquaculture plus hydroponics makes aquaponics. Got it. So the fish supply the fertilizer for the plants. How how do the others fertilize plants? What's that? So the, you're the, fertilizing with the fish mm -hmm. waste mm -hmm. versus how does how did that just plain hydroponics? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh it's usually like a man made fertilizer right. gotcha. um so typically in hydroponic systems it's not exactly an organic gotcha um, organic type of fertilizer um so it's kind of manufactured right. okay sorts. helpful um, clarity and not necessarily sustainable either yeah um yeah uh, hydroponics <laughs> it, yeah you do have to add an artificial fertilizer um and that does take the organic aspect out of it right but uh, you still save 90% of water. Yeah. You're using quarter mile grow space. You grow plants vertically. So hydroponics is awesome. Yeah. Um, Better than conventional non-organic crops. Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's still the future of farming. We should still be heading that direction. Yep. Um, I think aquaponics is above that. Mm -hmm. Because we use fish in the system, we're allowed to be organic. So we're using a waste product and we're converting it into food while we're creating a fish crop or any type of meat source. So the idea is like you create a protein source right. and you get your vegetable source at the same time. Okay. Um, so the fish are reproducing in fact, so that you have an extra fish. Yep, exactly. Yep. <laughs> as far as They're the meat source spring, goes. Yep. Right, got it. Okay. Yeah. So one of my basic questions is always, so is the nutrient density of your lettuce different than a lettuce crop grown with soil? Because does, don't we get a lot of nutrients from the soil? So yeah. t talk to us about the... You know, nutrient density is something that Debbie and I always talk about with our clients. You know, the the whatever spinach shipped from California is yes. way different from the spinach we get, say, from our backyard or from your farm. So yeah, um, wrap my head around this. Uh, yeah, well, the thing is, everyone's trying to wrap their hand around it. People in hydroponics are trying to wrap their hand around, like, what does a plant need? Yeah, like. We're so advanced. We, yeah, we don't need soil. We took plants. We took soil out of the equation. Right. But we have no idea all the things that are in that soil right. that are creating exactly. crops. Um. So it is kind of like a, it's almost like a guessing game. We for me, this is just my perspective. Um, and I'll bring back to the Louis Forum when I talked to Joel Salton. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I shook that man's hand. Uh -huh. That was amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he's all about like the soil microbiology and all yeah. that. Um, and I asked him that question. I was like, how do you feel about aquaponics and hydroponics? Because it does take soil out of the equation. And he said, as long as there's microbes, there's microbial activity. Um, and that's a huge thing that is becoming, like, realized. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. It's the microbes that are what are allowing the nutrients being taken up by the plants. So the huge, huge amount of microbiological activity, and that's what gives, like, nutrient-dense plants. That's why organic tastes so amazing because it all works with the soil and encourages microbiological activity um, within the soil, um, aquaponics, we give that type of environment. We like bacteria. We use bacteria to convert ammonia into nitrates. Um, so you have a biological filter. Um, we give, like, it's like a pond environment. It's filled with types of, all types of bacteria. Oh, yeah. um, so we give that type of environment. So in my perspective, I'm not saying I'm right. I am absolutely biased. But I think aquaponics has more nutrients as opposed to hydroponics. Hydroponics is a very sterile system. Mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to be this doctor, trying to dose every certain type mm -hmm. of nutrient. Mm -hmm. um, there's not any type of like real biological factor um, that could fixate those nutrients into the plant. So it's more natural method to go. So I think it is more nutrient dense than hydroponics. 
and I would I do want to do an experiment versus like hydroponics versus aquaponics versus soil grown crops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do like a taste test kind of. Yeah, thing. I would would love to be part of that experiment. Yeah, <laughs> that would be really curious yeah. because we we know the difference between say a fresh picked organic strawberry and one that's in the middle of winter, right? Yes. We, we can so taste the difference. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, even in the summer from organic versus, you know, traditionally grown. Right. Yeah. So actually organic really is the tradition, right? And uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. yeah, then Just conventional. Past, like, 60 years yeah, or exactly. Like exactly. Yeah, exactly. Around. Right. Yeah. So you give tours of your farm. Yes. Yeah. And is that, what are your, I mean, we should go to your website for all those hours and all that. Yeah, what, what's your um, website? Tell us your website. Uh, www.dropthebeatfarms.com. Drop the beat, B-E-E-T. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. We um, love that. Best thing to do is follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Because I just post every day what's going on. Oh, and yeah. I have no idea what I'm doing the next day. So it, it's yep. totally random. So the best thing to do is follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can always check out my website too if you want to contact me or ask any questions. Yeah. I, have a, I have a more personal question. Did, is it? Did you choose the name because you have some interest in music? Yes, I did. <laughs> yes. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, it was actually at a festival when I was in college. We were just joking around, and it was we were just talking around like, yeah, turn up the beat, yeah, drop the beat, and like referring to vegetables. And be like, <laughs> yeah, let us chill. And like all these names, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I, it was, like, before people, now there's, like, shirts out that say, like, drop the beat and everything. I was, like, okay, this became my train name. Um, I was also a DJ in college as well. Yeah. So I have a big, I like, I like electronic music, reggae music, and hip-hop. Um, and that's a big part of my life and, like, culture for me. Um, so, yeah, I dropped the beat farms. I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, and beats, I can't grow beats because they're a root crop. That's right. <laughs> they're so I right. dropped the beat. Right, right. Um, which right. now is like kind of confusing. People come up to me and they're like, I love beats. And I'm like, I actually dropped the beat, but yeah. it's confusing. But I love it. I like confusing people. It's good. Yeah, it yeah. We need keeps us thinking. That's yeah, right. Exactly. That's right. So, what yeah. other crops besides lettuce? Mm hmm. Or how many different kinds of lettuces? Let's ask that question. I've grown probably 30 types of lettuces in the past two years. I go about growing crops the way that the Russians went about the space race. Um, They kind of, so like Russia versus NASA back in the day, Russia, NASA would like work on this one perfect rocket to shoot up to send like people into space. Russia just shot up as many rockets as possible, waited until they exploded in the air and then they figured out what went wrong. Interesting. Um, so when I first came into the facility two years ago, I started out with 20 types of lettuce, like 10 different types of mustard greens, um, five different types of parsley. Um, so it's all leafy greens that I work with. From that, I was able to fine tune crops that work well or what don't, doesn't work well. Mm-hmm. Um, you wouldn't think to grow five different types of parsley um, until you realize that only one variety works in that system uh. for me. So I grow, now that I'm focusing on know what I can grow, Mostly leafy greens, um, so salad, bok choy, Swiss chard, uh, three types of kale varieties, collard greens, lemon balm, mint, bok choy, really good bok choy, mm. a lot of Asian cabbages. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many of them. Greens. Yes, and they're so good. Yeah. And I think um, this is why Debbie was so attracted to you at the farmer's market because one of the things that we talk about with our clients on a regular basis is it's the number one thing missing in the American diet is green leafy vegetables yes yes. and so now we have a farm right down the street here that we can go get (laughs) this amazing variety and we can get it in the middle of winter and feel 
good about the nutrient density because it's right here. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's a January's my next farm membership. Uh, I this just this morning I picked my last farm memberships for the fall members. Um, take a break after Christmas and everything, and then January start right back up. And uh, yeah, it's like super local produce. And at the same time, it's a weird CSA. So I do a CSA membership that you pay up front mm -hmm. for two months, and then every weekend you come pick up a variety of the crops that I'm growing. I'm probably the only CSA member that gives you just greens and no vegetables, right. none of the typical tomatoes or anything like that. Um, but it's very green heavy. So you're always getting a salad, like a fresh green. Um, you're always getting a coconut item, like a kale or collard greens or bok choy. You're always getting an herb variety. Um, and you also get uh, oyster variety, uh, oyster mushroom variety, not oysters, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it is aquaculture. Yeah, yeah right? That would make sense. But and a mushroom variety as well. So I grow mushrooms and I came into conflict with the fact that I can't grow like nutrient dense things like a tomato because they need a certain set of nutrients. Right. Um, we're very nitrogen heavy, so we're perfect for growing greens. Got it. Um, so I'm pretty limited. So I decided to grow oyster mushrooms um, and I introduced that into my shares. So you have a ton of green spectrum and the protein source from the oyster mushrooms. So it's a wacky CSA share, and it's all year round. Like you get access to it at any time. It's, I cut it the day before you come pick it up, the produce. Um, so it's so much better than getting some from California. It takes five days. Oh, okay. There's no sure. nutrients. Yeah. Um, I pick it the day before, and it's all ready to go. It's all bagged and packaged. It's great. Fabulous. So, so I was going to ask you about tomatoes, and it's. I mean, that take that's all. That takes a lot of energy, too. Tomatoes take a lot of energy, yeah, as yeah. do squashes. I imagine that's another thing that you probably couldn't do because mm -hmm. of the energy that it takes. Yeah, do. it's just the spectrum of nutrients that you, it takes to create a fruit. It's much wider. Uh, so you, you, it's not just nitrogen. You Got need it. Okay. a lot of like potassium, right. um, phosphorus, and things like that. For leafy, We're very nitrogen-dense. So all the waste that's coming from the fish is a lot of nitrogen. So right. you'll have a giant, beautiful-looking tomato plant. But not that many fruits, yes. so you get very good, lush, green growth. Got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that it's makes great. sense. Yeah. Um, but I have an intern that wants to study this and try to grow tomatoes electronically. <laughs> so we might be one of the first people to grow like a actual good tomato. Yeah. So nice, grow good tasty. Tomato. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be, that's interesting. Yeah. So I imagine because of your connection to having gone to Rutgers, I imagine you probably get a lot of interns from Rutgers. Yes, um, that was one of the first things I came into conflict with. Like, how am I going to make this entire thing function? Yeah, and yeah, my connections to Rutgers were awesome. I went to Alpha Zeta when I was Alpha Zeta alumni. Mm -hmm. So there's an agricultural fraternity. So I have access to a lot of people that need internship credits. Nice. Um, so I host internships. They usually get two per se per like season. Perfect. So it's like a four month internship. Basically, uh, the interns come five hours per week. Or more, depending on how many credits they want to get. Um, and they get credit from Rutgers. All I got to do is kind of email their advisors. So right. They know what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I tailor their focus based on what they want to do. Um, so right now, my intern Joshua, he's an environmental science major. He came into the farm. And this is how every intern goes about it. They go in, they don't know exactly where they're going to focus in. And they learn every aspect of how aquaponics functions, how my system works. I'm like an open book. I talk a lot. So it's very easy for them to like gain knowledge of everything that's going on. But uh, he likes fish. He likes fishing. So I'm like, awesome. I'm tired of taking care of these koi. So you're going to take care of these koi for the entire season. Yeah. Um, so I've been dependent on his water quality testings for since September. So he that's his job. He focuses on the water quality testing, which if that's wrong, if you get it incorrect, 
all those fish are dying, all right. the plants are dying, the right. system goes down real quick. Yeah. Um. So he has that. He has that under his belt so that he can write that in a resume saying he's taking care of the water quality for the large aquaponics facility in New Jersey. Nice. Um, and then he can expand in that if he wants to. Once he's finished with that, he, now he wants to focus to get research credit. So he's getting research credit from Rutgers University to study how to grow tomatoes using fish waste. Okay. So he expanded. So I got him again for another season. Nice. So, That's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any paid employees as well? Uh, no. If they go to the farmer's market, I do. I do have people that were interns that go to farmer's market. Right. Um, that's a goal down the road. Yeah. For right now, like, I'm able to do it at capacity. All the work's done by me. I may only get an intern like five hours per week. Right. All is kind of operated by me. But down the road, as it expands, we're expanding into many different directions. I'm getting into consulting for schools. So pretty soon, hopefully, yeah. things start having to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, the farm self-operate, well, I can go and do consulting for schools. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So what got you into the education for schools? What What is that? Where did that come from? Um, I had a teacher um, named Rachel who was a farm member. She was a CSA farm member, um, and she had a deal school. It's an elementary school. They came and they toured my facility. When they came and toured my facility, I, I do tours a lot, um, I first came into the system, I was like, there's a huge educational aspect to this. Like, I'm fascinated with teaching this. It's more like a passion. So there's a huge educational aspect where people have to learn about this. First of all, about most people that are listening to this podcast haven't even heard about aquaponics right, before. Right, right, right. Um, so that's something that, like, there's an important, it, it, there's not even a market for it because people don't know what it is. So you have to educate people on it. Uh, so the, the students toured through my facility, one of the uh, their 8th graders decided they wanted to do a project on aquaponics in their school. Mm. So they got me into deal school and I built an aquaponics system. Nice. Um, and to this day, just yesterday, I had like four kids, like 3rd grade to 5th grade. They were testing the water quality, we were checking up <laughs> all the fish, cleaning out the filters, um, trimming up the plants. And then that kind of led me on to other bigger projects that I'm working with other school systems. So now I'm about to get into probably three schools total. And it's going to keep on expanding because that's where I want to develop my energy. Nice. I just became obsessed with it. I love teaching like, kids that are like same age as me in yes. third grade. Yes. And I'm just like, oh my yes. gosh. Collecting like, tadpoles. And... Exactly. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Taking care of the fish, learning how props work and like actually caring about it. Yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. That's our future. We need, they need to be educated so that we can yes. continue this. And gosh, yeah. And yeah. all the kids are going to be like stuck indoors. So <laughs> might as well teach them how to grow plants indoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's Check right. the water quality from the tablet or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Instead yeah, of fighting that's... all of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. We're so glad that you came in and shared your experience and your knowledge, your passion, and we're going to have a great lunch yeah, here. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> about that. All these greens. Yeah. Any last minute, Any anything else you want our listeners to know about, about you, about food, about... Come check out the farm. Uh, we're at Calgo Gardens. Uh, Calgo Gardens, we have a farm-to-table cafe. Um, we have a gift shop. It's the barn gift shop. We have a yoga loft. Uh, it's all inside of an old school farmhouse. Cool. Um, kind of similar to this building. And uh, yeah, my farm's right out back. So please follow me at Drop the Beat Farms. Um, on Facebook and Instagram. It's the best way to contact me and see beautiful pictures of what I'm selling and what I'm offering. Um, I also do mushroom workshops that are really exciting. You get to grow your own mushroom kit from your kitchen counter. And uh, yeah, I work with a lot with people. So if you guys have any ideas in your mind, please contact me. I entertain all ideas. I'm very adaptable, and it's getting real creative. So 
you guys have any ideas or want to reach out for consulting or anything of that sort, um, please reach out to me. And yeah, come visit the farm. Thanks, right. Cody. Yeah, we will. Definitely. Thanks for listening. Keep the conversation going at nourishcoaches.com. And stay tuned for more Nourish Noshes as we continue our quest to make the world a healthier place.